episode 15 of Chew the Clock is here. I'm Peter Gibbs, and today I'll be doing a deep dive about women's basketball and its playoff run. Also, what's going on with all these teams being affected by recent winter storms? All that and more on this episode of Chew the Clock. Last season, the women's basketball team missed the playoffs entirely, but this year has been a complete turnaround, and now the Tigers are on a Cinderella run. Reinforcements from multiple freshmen have helped RCC not only get into the playoffs as the 11th seed, but they've made it to the third round. That means Riverside took down 22nd ranked Miracosta at home, and then upset the number six seeded Long Beach City team on the road. The freshmen that have contributed are guards Michaela Roberts and India Parks, as well as forward Gennaro Williams. In that first game against Miracosta, both Williams and Parks led the team's first playoff victory, with Williams posting a double-double and Parks being the leading scorer. Now here's the thing. Williams ended up coming off the bench, and that was a big part of sparking the comeback a little bit. They uh, had to squash a few runs by Miracosta during that game. Williams ended up having almost a double-double in the first half, and then the second half got the start and helped put away Miracosta. But overall, it's just been a really good process from those freshmen. They've grown a lot. Uh, They've really relied on defense and rebounding, but what really was shocking was the Long Beach game. That's the number six team in the state, or in the Southern California region, I should say. But that was all the Michaela Roberts show, as she almost put up a triple-double while playing the whole game. So 40 minutes, ended up scoring double digits, almost 10 assists, and had 14 rebounds, I believe just a great performance uh, it's great to see Kayla Roberts has done it all you know played 40 minutes that game plays almost every minute of every game great conditioning just a really good star for that team next up for the Tigers is a very tough Mount San Antonio team that went 21 and 7 in the regular season scariest part is the team ended up winning by 30 points against Pasadena City in the last round of the playoffs. The only thing really helping RCC here is the two teams have not faced each other yet, so it gives the Tigers the element of the surprise. Now, RCC is unfortunately shorthanded. They've been missing key players down the stretch, one of which being sophomore guard Shannon Jordan. According to head coach Alicia Berber, Jordan sadly hurt her knee during a practice, ending her season entirely. Now, before I move on to those weather issues I mentioned, I want to highlight the men's basketball team. While they did lose in the second round of the playoffs, I have to recognize how they were able to defeat LA Southwest in the first round. It's hard to win the playoffs, first of all, but Riverside did it behind a fantastic game by sophomore guard Jalen Monroe. 
he ended up leading the team with 19 points. But here's the best part. He grabbed 13 rebounds. Keep in mind, Jalen Monroe is six foot two. He's a guard. He got 13 rebounds. It's pretty much like Russell Westbrook back in his MVP days. The guy was all over the court, flying up and down, leaping into the air to grab all those boards. It was a really fun game to watch, first of all, and he just made it even better to watch. I would not be shocked if some top-tier school ends up picking up Monroe when he transfers next year, but unfortunately, they couldn't move on in the second round, and so next year is going to have to wait, and we'll have to see what RCC does and who they bring in, and we'll have to see if they improve and make it farther in the playoffs next year. Now, let's talk about the rain and how it's affected multiple teams. So, obviously, most sports are outdoors. It's very hard to have an indoor sport during the spring, per se. Uh, But you've had track, baseball, softball, tennis, beach volleyball. All those teams have had games or meets canceled due to the weather. And it also affects their practice schedules. So for women's tennis, they've had to go into the gym to practice conditioning and to practice volleys, according to head coach Nikki Bonzeme. For other teams, though, they aren't as lucky as women's tennis. They sometimes have to cancel practice. They sometimes have to go into the weight room. And so they're really missing out on the chance to improve. But if they are in the weight room, they are getting physically stronger, but they're not really getting technically stronger. So they're not working on ground balls or forehands or serves or anything like that. It's uh, it's really detrimental to a team as a whole, and it makes them rusty. Uh, I go back to women's tennis. They hadn't played a match in almost two weeks, and I'm sure they haven't practiced as much besides going into the gym. So it's interesting to see what will happen throughout the season. They do have to make up a lot of games, and at the time of this recording, which is Wednesday, March 1st, the weather is set up to clear in the next week, so it means games can proceed like normal, but it also means games have to be made up in case more incremental weather appears. Both baseball and softball will have three games to make up throughout the season, while women's tennis will be making up a couple matches in the coming weeks. The team that will suffer the most, unfortunately, is track and field, as they had the OEC Invitational canceled this past week. What I'm very interested to see is how the weather is going to go in the next month and further on past that, but the biggest part is How will these teams adapt to playing multiple games and making up all the games they've missed out on? Fatigue is a big factor come the end of the season and playoff time, so I'm really curious to see how RCC's teams will fare against teams that haven't had to play as many games in a week. But that is for later, and everybody gets a reset now before the season starts up again next week. All right, let's move into the Southern California sports update. Today, I'll be recapping everything since the winter break began. That includes football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and anything else noteworthy. So let's begin with football. 
The Rams missed out on the playoffs, which is just really disappointing. They won the Super Bowl last season, and they're one of the few teams to win the championship and miss out on the playoffs entirely that following season. As for the Chargers, they did make the playoffs, but they blew a multi-point lead. They had an over-20-point lead against the Jaguars, and they ended up losing that game. Trevor Lawrence had a terrible first half, and the Chargers just couldn't capitalize. They ended up giving up a, a big run towards the end of the game. All the momentum swung for Jacksonville. And overall, just a rough season for both L.A. football teams. And you might be wondering, who won the Super Bowl? Well, that was the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. And honestly, it was a really exciting game. And I thought it was one of the better Super Bowls in history. So we have to wait for NFL to come back. Meanwhile, you had college football. And both USC and UCLA missed out on the college football playoff, sadly. The overall winner of the national championship was the Georgia Bulldogs in a blowout of TCU. It was just crazy. You know, I was watching that game, and by the end of the first quarter, you thought, well, TCU's down, but, you know, it's still early. And by halftime, everybody knew it was over. There was no chance. TCU was broken. There was just no chance of them coming back, so... Uh, not the best game to end a college football season on, but it was a really exciting season besides that. Now, let's move on to basketball. As of this recording, the Clippers are the sixth seed with a record of 33-31. and 31. Recently, they picked up Russell Westbrook, and a bit more on that later, so it makes things interesting come playoff time. What really needs to happen for the Clippers is a winning streak. The West is so tightly packed right now where I believe the 13th seed is less than five games behind the four seed. So anything can happen. There's about 20 games left in the regular season for all NBA teams, and the Clippers really need to pick it up if they want to avoid the play-in games. As for the Lakers, they're the 12th seed, and they have a record of 29 and 33. As I said, the Clippers did pick up Westbrook, and that was because the Lakers traded away Westbrook to the Minnesota Timberwolves, or actually, uh, they traded Westbrook to the Utah Jazz as part of a three-team deal with the Timberwolves, and the Jazz ended up uh, buying out Russell Westbrook, so he went back to the Clippers instead of the Lakers. What is not good for the Lakers is they have been extremely hurt lately, with LeBron James being the noteworthy injury as he went down with a foot injury against the Dallas Mavericks a few games ago. They also have Anthony Davis dealing with a sore foot, and D'Angelo Russell had a freak accident where he just stepped on a guy's foot who was going back up the court after a made basket. The Lakers are only a few games out of the play-in game, but they need to step it up, otherwise they will miss out on the playoffs in LeBron James' 20th season in the league, which would just be terrible for basketball. LeBron James needs to be in the playoffs. Next up is hockey. I'll be flat out honest, the Ducks are terrible. They had high hopes for the season, but Anaheim is now fighting for the number one pick. 
instead of a playoff spot as they have a record of 20 wins, 34 losses, and 7 overtime losses. As for the LA Kings, they have the second most points in the West with a record of 34 wins, 20 losses, and 8 overtime losses. But the big news that came out just a couple days before this recording is that they traded away their franchise goalie in Jonathan Quick. Now you might be asking yourself, what the heck are they doing? Why are they trading away their franchise goalie when they're such a good team? That's because Jonathan Quick who was in net during the golden age of Kings hockey when they were winning multiple Stanley Cups, has been pretty bad this season by his standards. He had a really good year last year, but young players are stepping up and the Kings really needed a solid backup goalie. So they traded him away to the East's worst team in the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's kind of an insult to Jonathan Quick. I feel bad for the guy, but... uh the end of the day it's just a business so that is the big move out of the king's franchise baseball starting up and now let me bring in mr hayden kulik one more time to talk about it welcome to the show i am always happy to be back i love talking about sports dude it's awesome and baseball specifically because i know last semester we were just having a grand old time following the Padres playoff run. You know, I am an Angels fan and I'm always depressed, so mm-hmm. who's good to talk about the Padres just because I hate the Dodgers. Sorry, Dodger fans. It's just, yeah. it's just in my blood, you know? Like, so The Padres last season, they, uh, you know, they made it to the NLCS for the first time since 2004. Yep. They had a good chance, too. Dude, and they've made a better roster this year, as far oh, as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. Let's talk about the big names. So, obviously, with the Padres, we'll just start with them for now. They've got Bogarts coming in. They signed a couple other pitchers, too. Yeah. They, they re-signed their bullpen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they extended uh, uh, Nick Martinez is a big one. He's expected to get some starts in there. And then late free agency signing Michael Waka. Yep. Say is kind of. I think he might be the savior of the Padres because outside of him, they were about to roll into the season with like three actual starters. Yeah, and then like Seth Lugo was supposed to be the four. So. Seth Lugo, man, good old Seth Lugo. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm glad that isn't happening anymore. There's talent with that pitching staff for sure, mm-hmm. and it helps to get guys who are proven and can get innings in. Um, especially signing Waka now that Musgrove, Joe Musgrove, is out for the next couple weeks yeah. before he gets reevaluated. He did drop a barbell on his yeah, toe. Yeah, he's doing some kettlebell swings or something yeah. like that and drops it on his foot. That's incredible. Dude. Uh, depth is going to be the big issue with the Padres. If any of their pitchers go down, they're in trouble. Yeah, um, the bullpen's got some guys, but starting pitching-wise, they have zero depth yeah. whatsoever. And, you know, I look at their lineup, too, and that's going to be really, really good. They can be the winners of the NL West this year if they stay healthy. Yes. Because look at their lineup. They're going to have opening day. So they won't have Fernando Tatis yet. Yeah, he will, 20 games later. <laughs> he will come back very early in the season. But their opening day could be Bogarts, Soto. Uh, they could go, I would probably say Machado, third. Yeah. You can throw Cronenworth, four. Or the DHs. The DHs, yeah. They've Nelson got the, Cruz, Matt Carpenter. Yeah, exactly. They got the double-headed monster, you can sell, yeah. say that. Uh, 
you, you've got Hassan Kim. He's going to be in there. They got a decent catcher in Austin Nola. He's he's a decent average guy at the catcher yeah. position. He's come on. He he came into his career and really blossomed when he was older, which mm-hmm. is unheard of. But he's been good for the Padres. Yeah, and then he was really really good in the playoffs. Yep. Speaking of good in the playoffs, Trent Grisham. Trent Grisham's still on that team. He could be good. He had a good 2020. Uh, Decent slumped, 2021. Slumped a bit last year. So Horrible we'll see. last year. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to. I, I, I sugarcoated it a little bit, but he, he was, was bad. He was like la- almost last in the league in batting average. Yeah, he was not very good. Uh, still good defensively, but nothing else. Gold glove on defense, and that's it. He's got some power to him, too. He's got that 20 home run potential to him. Yep. And then, you know, the big hole for the Padres, and it might get repaired once Tatis comes back, is their outfield situation. I mean, mm. I. Personally, I don't want Tatis running in the outfield at all. It's just not a good thing mm-hmm. for me. Uh, it might work out, and I could be proven wrong. Yeah, I have no idea. But we'll see. Twenty twenty one, he was, uh, you know, he was battling like a shoulder injury like mm-hmm. the whole time, and yep. he was playing a lot of right field back then. Yeah, because they got they got Kim that came in like a little bit into the season, so. Uh, my dad, you know, he always says that Tatis being in the outfield really took him out of the game. Mm-hmm. So it didn't seem like it worked for him. And that's kind of where I don't want him playing the outfield. But the biggest we'll the biggest thing about Tatis is that he's a shortstop that hits bombs. Yeah. Exactly. He has like 50 home run potential while also hitting close to 300. Yeah. But if you put him in the outfield, there's a lot of outfielders that can do that. Yeah. But at shortstop. There's almost nobody that can do that. But, you know, now the issue is they have so much infield depth yeah. that he's the only guy who can go play the outfield. Yeah. So it's a bit of a log jam. We'll see how the Padres go, but I'm excited for them. They'll mm-hmm. be good. Uh, they'll be fighting towards the end of the year. As long as they get through August and stay healthy, mm-hmm. they should contend for the top team in the NL West. Yeah, and if you're top of the NL West, you're probably a top of the NL somewhere, too. That is true. The Dodgers, which <laughs> will move into the Dodgers, they are always good. They seem to always figure it out. But they had, in my opinion, not a great offseason. They lost Tyler Anderson. He went to the Angels. We'll talk about them later. Uh, Clayton Kershaw was rumored to be coming back here and there. He is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's old, though. He is old, so we'll see how that goes. Walker Bueller, he's going to miss the year. Trevor Bauer, you know, he had a horrible thing, and he's gone. Yeah, he's he's out of here. He's... He might go to any team eventually, but I wouldn't want him on my team. No. He's, from what I understand, the locker room was not too great Yeah, about he, him. He's a guy that could be good in any other league, like in any other dimension where yeah. they have a different mentality for baseball, yeah. but just I mean, not for... If he does baseball. get signed, he's really got to... He's got to prove himself to be a good guy. For sure. Uh, they ended up... Like, they're going to run out of rotation of probably Kershaw. Tony Gonsolin was an all-star for the first half of last year, and then he fell off a little bit, came back down to earth. ERA machine, though. True. Um, wasn't striking dudes out, really, but... Wasn't allowing too many runs when he was out there. Uh, They also lost Andrew Heaney, technically. That was uh, some depth. So the Dodgers will be interesting. Yeah. Dustin May is coming back for him. So that'll be a good boost. Mm -hmm. And then you look at their lineup. They lost Trey Turner. That's the big name. Yeah, the biggest stat that they lost. They had potentially 
three of the top five NL MVP candidates last year. And one of them left, so they still have Betts and Freeman, but losing Trey Turner is a big loss for them. I know. One of the best, like, the average hitters in the game. Not only that, potential to steal, like, honestly, like, 40 bases. He wasn't really stealing too many bases towards the end of last year. Yeah. But... I could imagine him getting back to that. <laughs> he's Definitely. fast. Definitely. Uh, now he's with the Phillies. Yeah. That team's going to be fun. Stacked. You know? <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, but now, you know, I look at the, the Dodgers, and Gavin Lux just got hurt. Uh, at the time of this recording, it was reported that a day or two ago, he tore his ACL. Oh, and really? Yeah, he tore his ACL trying to avoid a throw. Like, he was running the third from second, and the fielder tried throwing second, mm-hmm. and he just tried getting out of the way and tore his ACL. It was not good. Horrible. So he's out for the season. Yeah, he's done. That, it's not good that for the Dodgers. Good. They don't have much depth now. We'll see what they Especially do. Especially at that middle infield area. It's. I mean, they got Miguel Rojas. Yeah. True. I mean, but they're either going to play some super young raw dude. I mean, because they have a say Michael Bush. Yes. Remember he, him. He's an older prospect, but he is one of their top prospects. I could imagine him coming up. Yeah. That's, I think that might be the only world, because you look at it when it comes to like middle infielders. Mm-hmm. You either trade for a big name, or it's a kind of a pretty steep fall off from True. there. And then, you know, they could get a little flexible here and there. They do have Chris Taylor. He's played mm-hmm. in the middle infield. And I actually heard a rumor that potentially Mookie Betts could be moved back to second base. I don't think that would work out for them. It'd be a bad move, but they have depth in the outfield for the most part, and they could figure that out if they need help. Yeah, they do have depth in the outfield for sure. Yeah. They have a lot of good. They have a, some good prospects out there in the outfield too. Yeah, the big thing though with the Dodgers is they'll be good. They're always good. They're always good. It never, never matters. Worry about it. Yeah. So. Because they still have some great guys. They still got like, Freddie Freeman. Yep. One of the best hitting catchers in the game, Will Smith. Yeah. Um, see if Max Muncy can balance back at all. He was hitting bombs last year, but he wasn't getting anything else. Yeah. We'll see if so he gets we'll back. We'll see if he does a, does anything good again. And of course, they still have Mookie Betts. Yeah, exactly. Possibly the best player in baseball. He's fallen off a little bit since uh, 2018. When he yeah, won but, that he's MVP. Still, but he's still, still up there. Top 10 for sure. Top 5. Yeah. You could argue that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. It'll is be Trace a good Thompson. battle. Is Trace Thompson still on their roster? I don't remember if Trace Thompson was still on their roster. He was a good platoon guy, and then they started playing him full-time, and he was doing pretty good out there. Yeah. If he's still on there, you know, that helps with the depth for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it'll be a fun matchup this year whenever the Padres and Dodgers face off. I know you and I will be focused on that one, going back and forth, saying... Hey, did you see this pitch? Yeah, of course I did. Like and that. I saw it. Probably strike out a Padre hitter, but. <laughs> <laughs> Trent Grisham, probably. Yeah. Good chance. Strikeout looking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that. And, uh, you know, the last thing I want to talk about before we do, like, some predictions for baseball mm-hmm. is the Angels. You know, mm-hmm. they. That's my team, so I know a lot about them. They made a lot of moves for depth in the hitting core. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big weakness will be depth for starting pitching, but their starting pitching was good last year. That's been the I feel like it's been kind of like the tale of the Angels recently. Is yeah, you know they have the pretty top heavy in the pitching department. They got no depth. They improved a lot though. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, I'm excited. The bullpen is a little skeptical. 
That could be good. A little more than skeptical, I'd say. True. There is no big name, but, you yeah, know. There's some dudes that we'll could see. definitely blossom out. Yeah. But overall, you have the two best players in baseball. Yeah. You can win anything with them. We'll see if the Angels can finally do with the depth. Yeah, um, I mean, because they did make some, I mean, key move that a lot of people forgot about is they, they have Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Yeah, that dude uh, in spring training the other day, he went back-to-back with a healthy Rendon, Anthony Rendon. No, dude. Uh, honestly, my sneaky move, and you'll probably dislike this one, but uh, they picked up Brandon Drury. I mean, that guy, he was in the lineup the other day with, like, the A lineup, all the top guys, and I totally had no idea he was in there just because everybody else was hitting bombs. And yeah. he played well. He played a solid game. Dude. He got a walk, got on base. Never forget his first hit as a Padre. It was a grand slam. That's right. Yeah, what a play. <laughs> uh, just craziness, you know? Yeah, no. And I'm he's excited. very versatile infielder, too. Yep. Shortstop and, uh, as a whole for the Angels, but he could fill in there, yeah. maybe. We'll see. He's, I think he's... He probably played a couple games there for the Chargers. Chargers, what am I saying? The Padres. <laughs> Sorry, this man, he's a he's a Chargers fan from when they were back in San Diego. Yeah, so yeah. San Diego, him. San Diego. Live and breathe that place. Yes. But, um, yeah, really good lefty hitter, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So, so we'll see. All the Southern California baseball teams have excitement around them. Yeah, they do sure. have potential. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean... Because the Angels are, like, super close to where we live, like, I always hope for them to do good. Yeah. Regardless of how the Padres are doing, it's kind of like a, almost like a home team, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like the home team could either be either one of them, because we're both, like, kind of, like, in between those two teams. But Exactly. Yeah. Always got to hope for them to do good. Yeah. Last thing, before I let you go, is predictions. Uh, I want to know your thoughts. Who's going to win each division and who's going to win the World Series this year? Okay. I'm going to give you mine first, so yeah. I'll give you some time. Yeah. The AL West, it's going to be the Astros, the defending That's... champs. Mariners could give them a run, Angels maybe, but the Astros have proven time mm-hmm. after time that they're a good team. They're going to win it. AL Central is a little interesting. The White Sox have a new manager. They're going to try and be new with, or, or more modern instead of old man Tony La Russa. Mm-hmm. And I feel they could challenge the Guardians this year. Twins, I feel, aren't there yet. They got Correa back, but, they you know, they Pablo fell off. Lopez. That's true. They did get Pablo Lopez, but we'll see. We'll see about them. I think the Central is going to be tough between Cleveland and Chicago. Though. I think it's a little... I'll let you do your predictions first. <laughs> okay. And then the East is just up for grabs. You know, the Yankees, powered by Aaron Judge, they had such a good year, but they did fall off after the All-Star break. The Blue Jays have more experience. Red Sox are not close. The Rays, you know, the Rays could do anything, and I wouldn't be shocked, but I never think of them highly. Mm-hmm. And then Baltimore just didn't spend. Their owner said they didn't want to mess with their timeline. And that was such a horrible thing by their <laughs> owner to say. He basically yeah. said, oh, yeah, this uh, roster is, I don't believe it's World Series level, so we need we need some more time. And I'm like, dude. Like, look at the off season. You gotta get. You gotta spend money to get better. You can't say what everybody's thinking if you're in that level of position. Yeah. Like I agree with him. They're not ready yet, but you know you can't say that. I know, man. So those are my predictions for the American League. I'll let you go ahead and give me your predictions now. Yeah, I agree with the the West. Pretty much with what you said. Yeah. I mean, 
if you're not picking the Astros to win that division, I mean, you're delusional. <laughs> exactly. But, um, I think that the, the Angels could definitely be like a wild card team. Yeah. Definitely, definitely yeah. potential for that. Uh, the Central, I believe the Central is really open. Mm-hmm. A lot more open than people think. Like the Guardians, like um, there's, they were kind of like battling with the White Sox at that kind of like 500 level for a while before yep. they had a hot streak into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I would not be surprised if the Minnesota Twins do good because with Buxton, that's the that's the thing is with Buxton, they were really good last year. They were pretty good. They were battle. They were in that like uh, that race for the division at one point last year. So yeah. I wouldn't doubt that if Buxton is healthy because with uh, Arias gone, he's definitely it's just him and Correa for the for the offense for the most part. But I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and then. Um, East, it's probably gonna be the Yankees. All right, all right. I, I However, see you picking them. Never underestimate the power of Ray's pitching. Yeah. You know, I guess I just realized I never even gave my official prediction for the AL East. Yeah. I'm gonna say the Blue Jays. Say the Blue Jays. I'm gonna say the Blue Jays. I think that uh, I can definitely see the Blue Jays. They just gotta have some. Because they did actually made, made an underrated move in picking up Dalton Varsho. That's true. Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. But, you know, they did also lose Teoscar Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they lost some power, but they did get Varsho. Yeah. And that's a good move. He's for them. good power and the most, might be the most versatile defender in the game. Yeah, dude can catch. Dude. And he's a center fielder. <laughs> like, what the heck? Like, name, what, name another player who can play second base, catch in the outfield, and be a catcher. I, I don't think I've heard of that very often, unless you're in, like, like high school. The only person that I can think of might be, like, Craig Biscio. That's true. You know, <laughs> I think that's maybe the only other guy. <laughs> only guy out there. So, I picked the Blue Jays. I understand the Yankees pick. They did get Carlos Rodon, so uh, that's a great move for Hello. them. I know Frankie Montas sucked for them, but he's yeah. out. Yeah, he's out. I mean, they weren't really relying on him at all, so no, but we'll see. They spent on him, and they hasn't translated to anything yet. True. Sucks. I, I like that guy. <laughs> and now, the National League, which I always feel is the more talented league. It's just the American League has that higher-end talent mm-hmm. that always plays really well in the World Series. The NL is definitely deeper. Yeah. I say NL West. We'll start with that division. Um, I'm going to pick, unfortunately, the Dodgers. They mm-hmm. did win 114-ish games I last understand. year. I know they've lost some depth, but they just seem to churn out quality players, and I can never count them out. No, you can't You can't count the Dodgers out. They're just always going to be good. Yeah. I imagine you're going to pick the Padres for this. We'll see. We'll see. We'll just see. Okay. Your predictions. Okay. All right. Uh, the Central, you know, everybody says the two Central divisions are really bad, and I understand. I feel mm-hmm. the NL Central, though, is going to be more competitive this year. Mm-hmm. Cardinals seem to be the front runner. The Cubs yeah. spent money. They got Dansby Swanson, which is a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brewers, I don't know what the Brewers are doing. They're just... I mean, they got uh, Wilson Contreras. No, the Cardinals. Oh, William Contreras. Yeah, William yeah. Contreras. That's what yes, I yes. Well, it's weird how the two Contreras are, are in the same division. Yeah, they're just in the same division. Yeah, yeah but uh, they got William Contreras, which is a pretty good move. Yeah, good move overall. Um, and then the two bottom feeders. I feel like the Pirates could be a dark horse team to kind of make a push for the playoffs, but they're could not. Could be like, a, like an Orioles of last year. Yeah, game. yeah. They've got the young talent. They got that like... Uh, two-week frame where you're just like, oh my gosh, these guys have potential to make the playoffs. Send them to the top of the power rankings. <laughs> they get a top 10 <laughs> ranking there. 
but I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Uh, they have two MVP candidates on their team, the reigning NL MVP mm-hmm. and Paul Goldschmidt. Pitching is skeptical, but it's a weak division. Cubs could give them a run, I feel. I feel like mm-hmm. that's maybe their biggest competition this year, unless Christian Yelich goes back to MVP form with the Brewers. Mm-hmm. But I picked the Cardinals. Understandable. And finally, the probably the toughest division in baseball yeah. this year will be the NL East, in my opinion. And the Mets, they've spent incredible amounts of money. Like mm-hmm. I think their luxury tax is more than half the league's yeah. regular payroll. The Phillies, they're the reigning NL champs. And then you've got the Braves, who just won a World Series two years yeah. ago. Did they win the division last year? The Braves did. Yeah, yeah, yeah It yeah, was yeah. that last series against the Mets, the week, the final week. They yeah. ended up sweeping the Mets, won the division, and they did lose to the Phillies in the wild card. Yeah, but, but still. Still, can never count them out. I think, oh, you know, you also had the Marlins. The Marlins could be good. They're trying to be good. They're trying. I don't know if they're making the right efforts, but, you know, you yeah. got to give the front office at least some sort of you know parade because they did something yeah not all teams did something and they did something they did something yes better than like the Rockies or something although I look a lot of people were really skeptical about like the Luis Arias move Mm -hmm. but like that's the deepest they have the deepest and like youngest pitching rotation in the league yeah sell high on the one guy that you're unsure of in there. Reigning NL Cy Young too. I know. It's like you get so many young dudes that you're waiting to develop. Get rid of the get rid of Pablo Lopez and get something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh so I'm although, you know, it'd be fun to see the Marlins make it. (laughs) It'd be incredible. Just the dark horse of that that division. Uh Uh-huh. Uh I just think with the Braves losing Swanson it's going to be more of a Mets-Phillies race this year. Uh, can't ever count out the Braves, I feel, but... They are, they're just going to have some young dude come up. That's true. Like really He's going to fill in for a shortstop and yeah. fix every problem they have. But this year, I think... And I didn't really think about this until just now. I think I'm going to go with the Phillies. The Phillies are going to win the NL East. They've got the pitching to do it. They've got mm-hmm. some stars. They've signed some pitchers. Uh, got Trey Turner. That's the big move. Yeah. And he can fill that gap until Bryce Harper comes back. Mm-hmm. And in the second half of the, the year, they'll make the push for the for the tap, for the crown. Yeah, much. for sure. Yeah. So um, I'm going to start with the East since we just uh, ended off there. Go for I it. also agree mm-hmm. that the Phillies are going to win it. Okay. Just because of, uh, I know Harper's missing time, but he missed time last year. They are fine. Yeah. Um, Trey Turner. Because that was one position that they didn't really have. I mean, Kyle Schwarber was leading off. Yeah. So now they have a true leadoff guy. And based on what, like, Nick Castellanos was saying last year, talking about, oh, how it was kind of hard for him to lock in sometimes in the regular season, I feel like now that he has a taste of what it's like to be in the World Series, he might actually, like, bounce back a little bit. Seems like his mentality is a little more there. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Zach Wheeler is like the most underrated pitcher in the league. He has no respect. Yeah. No one talks about that dude, but he is so good. Yeah. So I I like that pick. I mean, we both agree. Yeah. And I think about all the depth on that team in terms of star power. Mm -hmm. They don't have have great depth in the minors or the bench, but one through nine is a great lineup. 
I mean, who's the worst bat in that lineup? Maybe is it Garrett Stubbs? Probably, <laughs> yeah. It's maybe Alec Bohm. Yeah. Think about him. Bohm was bad. so cold at the end of the year. He was yeah. like a batting average leader at the beginning, and dude, he went so cold. But we'll you know, see. Just, yeah, we'll see. And also, that dude has a tinfoil glove, too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And, All right. Uh, let's go central. central. I'm thinking. I disagree with you here. We've been pretty on the same page. I think the Brewers might win it. Okay. But not by much. Okay. It's going to be like yeah. a one or two game race. Yeah, I figured that would be it if they were to win it. I mean, I disagree just because they're selling off players. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But their pitching is so good. That's a good point. That's I good mean, point. they got Woodruff. Yep. Corbin who's Burns. a Corbin Burns. Yeah. And then um, Lincoln right now. Help me out. You looking for the reliever or for the starter? No, I, I know Devin Williams. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Devin Williams is a good reliever. Devin Williams, he might be the best closer. He has potential to be the best closer in the game. Honestly, I forget who their third oh, starter gosh. is, but he's pretty decent yeah. overall. No, but they have really good pitching on that team. Yeah, and we've seen from different teams that like pitching can carry you. That is true. And like, cause like we saw like the Rays make the playoffs last year off of straight pitching. Yeah, like the only like consistent bat throughout the season last year for the Rays was Randy. India Rosarena. Yeah, everybody was hurt or just bad. Yeah. That team was and weird. I think that the hitting on the Brewers is significantly above what like the Rays had last year, and I think that's definitely enough for them to win that division. Okay. All right. I can see and, it. Um, yeah, I think the Cardinals, they just didn't make the moves they needed at pitching. Wainwright yeah. got older. Michaelis yeah. got older. They lost some relievers. Yeah. Um, they lost Molina and Pujols, who were, you know. Molina was, Molina was trash. But, but they helped was, They helped with that yeah. culture, so. But Pujols was great last year, so. Yeah. Um, but the West, it's the Dodgers. Okay. I, I just. I wasn't expecting that. No, nah, I mean, honest. the Padres are great. Love the Padres. But the Dodgers are just always good, man. Yeah. Then not only that, but. When it comes to like one-on-one series head-to-head, the Dodgers just always beat the Padres. Mm. And yeah, uh, again, I think true. it's going to be another division where it's like a one or two game race. Yeah, it's that gonna one's going to be, really be close. close. It's going to be like, my Dodgers are going to have like 102 wins and the Padres are going to have like 99. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, those are your, your division winners. Um, I'm going to ask you now, just lightning quick, like no explanation. Just give me your answer dark horse teams from both leagues. I'm going to go Tigers, Diamondbacks, dark horses to make the playoffs. To make the playoffs? We were just talking about these dudes. The Marlins. Marlins. The Marlins are a dark horse. And I'm going to go so funny because you just called these dudes trash, but I'm going to go Red Sox. Okay, okay. They, you know... I don't know if they improved. I I don't know if they improved, but they could they could do it. They, they made the playoffs a couple years. ago. They made ago. the playoffs on accident, like a couple That's years true. ago. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I like those picks. All right, and finally, World Series winner. It's impossible to predict no, this it's stuff. Never is. Um, it's not I could go with my favorite team and just say the Angels are going to make the playoffs and, and win it all, but. Uh, recently, it's been NL East teams versus the Astros. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say your 2023 World Series champions, as much as it pains me to say this, the New York Mets. Wow. Yeah. I don't like the Mets, to be honest. No, I don't think anyone does. With yeah. them. But I'm thinking Astros go back to back. Okay. Okay. 
they're just too good. Make it not get worse. Yeah, that's true. And they lost Verlander, but the, they I got Brantley is back for them, dude. And then um, they got a Jose Abreu. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That lineup got even better, and it dude, was World Series caliber. All I'm saying, AL Cy Young, Christian Javier. Oh wow, that's a that's a bold take. <laughs> I, I can't get behind it. I, I might he didn't start. He didn't start enough games last year, but I think they kind of saw him. They're yeah. like starting this dude. He's this got year. that sneaky fastball, so I see that. Christian Javier, Ail Sion. All right, well, thank you, Hayden Kulik, for no joining the show. Problem. Always a pleasure, especially baseball. You know, this season I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm excited too. Um, catch us July 4th for. Angels Padres They're definitely going to be there. That's uh, that's been booked on our calendar like last <laughs> yeah, year. Exactly. Uh, but it's been a pleasure uh, as always. Anything you want to tell the people before you go? Look out! Uh, playoff basketball for RCC this weekend. We're gonna have stuff coming out on that first issue of the semester is gonna be coming out next week. Look out for that. Yep. And that's it. So, as always, thank you, sir. We'll see you next time. Thank you for having me. That's going to do it for this episode of Chew the Clock. This is a Viewpoints production, and you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at RCC Viewpoints. Make sure to check out on our website at viewpointsonline.org for more stories around campus. That includes news stories, life stories, sports stories, all the things like that. But until next time, this has been Peter Gibbs saying so long for now.